0: we don't bring anyone with shitty voices on this show
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right where the gins are dry and the sense of humor's rye welcome back to liquid gold it's dry january but is it really it's dry january right here on today's very special dry january recap Right here on We dot the We Own This Town Podcast Network. You can also find us on the brand new website, liquidgold.show. So check that out. Thanks as always to producer Michael Eads and everybody at We Own This Town. I'm your host today, Mike Wolf, along with my co host, Mr. Kenneth Deadman in the house. Kenneth, uh, how are you? You made it through traffic. Now it's happy hour. We have a lot of gin in front of us. How yep, you doing today?
0: Doing good. Ready to go. It's like, great to uh, see you. We're a little rusty here. It's been a it's been a while. But yep. uh I'm f- I'm some of us might home. be i don't know ready to roll
1: i don't feel rusty today is very special we have had her on the show before in a limited capacity she has brought amazing guests to us before she was our booking coordinator back in season two but it's my pleasure to welcome to the show miss aaron barnett of spirit animal co-op right here in nashville tennessee aaron how are hey, you aaron. Welcome. great
2: thanks for having me guys
1: it's great to have you you're always fun to talk Uh, booze with and to drink booze with and you've always got all this amazing stuff coming into town but today we're talking about gin because you're bringing in all this cool gin into town you have this business that you're running the spirit animal co-op where you bring to nashville all these special spirits that people like myself and kenneth and other bartenders and people around town get to play around with so tell me about uh, a little bit about yourself and What Spirit Animal Co-op is, and just like what you're doing, and what's going on with you, because it's just great to have you on the show. It's been it's been too long.
2: Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) Um, I think almost two years actually. Yeah, yeah, right. We pick
1: up right where we left off. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. So Spirit Animal Co-op, I started it after in March 2019. I was a bartender for a long time. I was a spirits portfolio manager at a distributorship, and I in doing that I was trying to figure out like what do I love working with and I was having to sell things that I didn't necessarily just you know really love and I wasn't super passionate about so I decided to you know reach out to these brands and things that I really love and I'm I'm you know, really excited to work with and really cool products and, um, yeah. And like super cool production methods and different things like that.
1: Yeah. You're always bringing to town, not just like, Oh, this is uh, the new trendy thing or, um, everybody's talking about this in New York. We got to get it to Nashville. Um, you're just bringing in things that spark creativity that are made in a really thoughtful way or creative way, Let's talk about a little bit about what's in our glass here. And you can tell us how you uh, got to know the Wild Roots folks. But right now, what we're drinking, we're drinking the Wild Roots Cucumber and Grapefruit Gin. They make all these beautifully infused uh, vodkas and gins and they do so much. And then we've also got the Vermouth Garden to Glass Vermouth that is out in town now so i have to mention i don't think i've been able to mention it on the show yet but uh the vermouth i made with tyler uh, it is available at love and exile you can purchase it there during their open hours it's also at frugal mcdougal and uh, craft brewed on eighth kenneth kenneth is making some beautiful drinks with it over at husk along with adam morgan and crew over there and um we're making some fun stuff with it at audrey so it's been a lot of fun uh Gabe over at Bar Sovereign is also making some really cool drinks. And at Dino's, they're just doing shots of it. So that's like you know how kind of European we're becoming here in Tennessee. We're doing shots of vermouth now. Is Does that, is that worry you kind of, Kenneth?
0: Not if it's like before the burger.
1: <laughs> there you go. It's all about the time. It's all about the timing on the aperitif. Um, so we're drinking a 50-50 right here. And this is, this is a really easy way to taste a gin and taste a vermouth at the same time. Um, so, say one and a half ounces of gin, one and a half ounces of your favorite vermouth. And you could go anywhere from a sweet vermouth to a blanc, uh, a sweet white vermouth, like a Blanco vermouth, Bianco vermouth, a, or a, a super dry vermouth, like we've got here, the dry rose. Aaron, tell me how you uh, got hooked up with wild roots and tell me a little bit about this gin that we're enjoying here. Cause this is like summertime in the glass right here. This is getting me ready for spring.
2: Yeah, it really is. So the um, wild roots, cucumber, grapefruit gin is actually one of their most recent line extensions, which was kind of almost two years ago now because of COVID and there was plans to do some more things in between.
1: This is very unique because this is um, 100% percent corn base. It's all organic. It's gluten-free. It's all those things. It's thoughtfully made. Coming in at 88 proof. That's a nice proof. That's like a little bit stronger. That's good for cocktails. That's good for gin and tonics. But tell me a little bit more about this beautiful so- gin.
2: Yeah, the the vodkas that they started with, um, they're amazing. They do fruit infusions and all of that. This grapefruit is the first thing that was not one of the local fruits to the northwest. Mm-hmm. They're from Portland, Oregon, um, so or that area, Sisters Bend, that area. Mm-hmm. Um, the grapefruit is the first thing that was not from that area specifically, um, and so the cucumber in this stands out. You know, forward the pithiness of the grapefruit is what comes through. It's not like a sweet grapefruity or, you know, citrusy grapefruit. It's Mm -hmm. just that pithiness.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: But yeah, so I got involved with them because they are doing these beautiful natural products. Um, They came to me and, you know, wanted me to work with them. And, you know, a lot of us in, you know, this kind of like spirits world, we, you know, turn away from vodkas because sometimes they can be pretty basic and it's just it's almost too easy. So we you know we want something fun and interesting. But what they were doing um, with their fruit infusions, they were doing real and beautiful products mm-hmm. um, that really like putting that thought into it and putting like with the intention behind it of being really great and not just like another flavored vodka.
1: Yeah, there's a ton of natural flavor in here. Like yeah. it's like it's it's almost tastes homemade. You know, like when someone they peeled the a grapefruit and they you know maybe they juice a little bit but they made like a homemade little product
0: get like a grapefruit um, grapefruit peel mm-hmm. so, like the waxiness of it like
1: uh, totally that soy. oiliness comes through like the essential Super oil cool. yeah
2: yeah in the in the first batches like before they were actually able to bottle it and release it, it they couldn't get the green out of it from the cucumber skin as well so that cucumber is like really it lingers and mm-hmm. it's like it's really forward on the nose and it lingers but yeah it it just being this kind of like greenish shade they were like we can't really put this out this way (laughs) so they were they were having to like figure out how to remove that green from it they were able to get that yeah they were able to get that done before they bottled that was actually bottled april of 2019 may 2019
1: cool good times Mm -hmm. back then
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're like living real life
1: (laughs) do you know what they did to get rid of the color
2: I want to say it was like they used a centrifuge, but I'm not positive about that. I remember hearing that was part of the process, but I don't know if that's what actually got it to like lift out.
1: Yeah. We were almost there recently at, uh, at Audrey. I made a Genopi for a drink and Mm -hmm. the Genopi turned out great and everything, but it made the drink a little bit of a weird green color. And so we were like, Hmm, are we gonna have to like clarify this? Should we spin it? Should we throw it through the sonicator with the sonicator thing? Um, ended up just being fine with that light green hue. Cause it, it kind of looks good in a, in a dark dining room, you know, yeah. have a little bit of color in there, but yeah, I've, I've been there before. <laughs> so wild roots, they have like cranberry vodkas. They have a bunch of other stuff too. Um, what else, what else are they doing that you're excited about?
2: Yeah. So they have a, they have a London dry also. And so like the gins were later additions. They started with the vodkas, um, these corn based vodkas. They, did pear peach raspberry they actually started at like a farmer's market in oregon like that's you know they were just going to farmer's market selling this raspberry vodka um and it's raspberry infused not flavored it is real fruit Mm. it's over a pound of fruit in every bottle so like pear peach whatever Mm. it is it's real fruits and yeah it's it's a lot Mm. and you can taste that in there for sure in making them for you know for bar programs like in the past i've been like oh i can make a pear puree i can do that sort of thing Mm. Um, but what they're doing, like it just saves a step and it's, you can taste the real true fruit Yeah, and it's really impressive. Like you mentioned the cranberry, mm-hmm. that cranberry is bitter and tannic and it makes you salivate. Like the sugar is low. Totally. I mean, that's not even worth trying to do in a bar. Like it takes so many cranberries to do it. They're just doing it. So you just right. have it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And there's a reason why when you, uh, make cranberries for Thanksgiving or if you're working with cranberries, you need a ton of sugar yes. because cranberries as they are, are intense yes they're tart they've got acid they've got tons of bitterness and so it's cool to showcase that like they're like kind of showcasing what these ingredients are yeah that's pretty cool
2: like true fruit yeah
1: tell us a little bit about how dry january um came to be because it's basically what you guys do you try a different gin every day of january you have all these different exotic gins from around the world um it is definitely the anti dry january activity to do to drink gin every day. Yes. <laughs> and that's really why we had to have you on the show because we could have easily, you know, gotten some non-alcoholic f- cocktail folks in here and talked to some people who are leading that charge and we love that but and want um, to have fun. Right, but we want to talk to <laughs> but we want to talk we like talking to people who drink too. Um <laughs> yeah but where did where did that come from how did that come about it's like you and your you and your crew you and your clan yeah
2: Yeah. so it actually started with um maddie hargrove Mm -hmm. and roy milner were hanging out at roy's pool and they were talking about like how everyone goes dry in january and like that's so lame and also (laughs) like we're all in this you know you know wine and spirits and beer world so
0: roy milner is the uh blackberry farm uh brewmaster
2: yes that is correct um yeah so and and maddie is the blackberry farm rep in town he he lives here in nashville
0: maddie's cool as fuck
2: he is yeah shout out, out maddie he's great yeah but yeah so the two of them were sitting around talking and they you know we're talking about like everybody goes dry in january like this is lame you know we're <laughs> in this world to like sell booze you know and like yep. sell things that have alcohol in them um but so maddie or Roy, I don't even know who, who it was, but one of them came up with the dry January. Um, but then we started like like conceptualizing what does this look like? Like how can we how can we get all of these gins together? How can we do this? So yeah, I mean the story just goes, you know, yeah. from there we have a spreadsheet um, where, you know, last year we had six people sign up and so we were contributing Five to, you know, some people were able to do four gins and some of us were able to do like six or more. Mm-hmm. So we just sign up for the gins and like put them in. Only thing is that we can't repeat the gin.
1: Mm.
2: Um, so from last year, we have that spreadsheet attached so that we're not repeating last year's Okay, gens.
1: so you do 31 <laughs> wow, different so. ones.
2: 31 separate gins, two year. ounces each. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. But this year, we have 10 people. So it's just three gins that need to be contributed by each person. But then mm-hmm. again, you know, some people were doing six or whatever, and then others were able to do two. Um, but, yeah, so we just pour these out, and then we just do, like, a gin swap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a meeting place, and we say, here's your two ounces of, I have four through seven. You have, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Making sure that we have all of those together. And, uh, yeah, then we just taste them. And, you know, all of our palates, everyone is in the beverage world. Mm-hmm. So some are um, some are brewers, Carl, Meyer. Isaiah Coleman of Black Abbey. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there there's like
1: Love Isaiah, shout out. (laughs) Yeah.
2: There's like power palettes in this, you know, and it's really fun because, you know, Carl's a huge fan of dry London dry gin. Like that's all he wants. But then there's Mm. been a couple that have surprised him and he's like, Oh, okay, I'll get on board with this, you know? Yeah. And so it's fun to see all the reaction. Brandon Jones of Embrace the Funk. He's he's one of them in there too, you know.
1: Oh, awesome! So yeah,
2: we have we have these like these pallets who know like what's up. Yeah. So it's super fun. Um, that's cool. Yeah, and then we have a couple reps. We have Tasha um, Tasha Cortezzi and Justin Skelly.
1: Tasha's my rep. Uh huh. What up, yeah, Tasha? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Wild Roots fifty fifty with the Garden of Glass Vermouth, we're loving that. We have a complex two-ingredient cocktail, so that's always good. Um, we're right here in this time. If we could talk, uh, let's go to the market, shall we? So this is citrus season. We've done an episode before, I think, last year, year before, the winter citrus, and this is a beautiful time of year to be making drinks at home or going to a bar that's got all this beautiful citrus. So you got Cara cars, you got Meyer lemons, you got blood oranges, you got Satsumas coming from Louisiana. You got beautiful. Uh, different orange and tangerine varieties, grapefruit varieties. So this is really neat that right here, our next gin to talk about is Starkeeper Gin. And this is distilled from California citrus, of which they have a ton of it, and amazing citrus. Uh, This is from the Spirit Guild, Los Angeles Distillers, and they say a constellation of flavors. And uh, this one's exciting. Uh, What else can you tell us about this one?
2: So Miller, who is the master distiller on this well he's not the master distiller he's the designer of this but his family is citrus farmers um Mm. yeah it's gorgeous it's like um it basically starts kind of like a brandy even on the nose you kind of get like a brandy like high sinus kind of like brandy thing that happens right Right. like big fruit reminds Um, me of
1: your a little bit yeah yeah it's like big and it's got some muscle Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm
2: Yeah, it's that citrus lean muscle. Yeah, <laughs> it's that. Yeah, that citrusy base. Mm. It's so amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's neat. It's really fun. That's so this, movie. Um, yeah, this came to me. This this came across, you know, my desk, um, you know, whatever that means, like a bar, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> like any bar wherever in town. Mm-hmm. Um, but from some California folks, a, a California bar owner. Who is friends with the distiller and was like, you know, if this person loves gins, then she should taste this. So I tasted it and I was I was in love. I made multiple cocktails like as soon as I got it home. A lot of times I'd like to taste something and just sit with it for a couple of days. Yeah. And then like maybe smell it again, revisit. But this one I was like, OK, like the body on it is so pretty. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like a really nice like medium body so it can stand up in more bitter cocktails. It can do just sure. really bright fruity things, too.
1: This would be um, an amazing Negroni. Mm-hmm. It must be said. I mean, this is and they because this has some of what Campari missing, really. Yeah. You know, yes. this like has more of the citrus, more of the depth.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so really one of good. their one of their favorite things. All is the,
1: the way around fashion. around my tongue, and the the salinity on this too. I feel like mm-hmm. it is really interesting. You almost you're almost convinced that uh, some of this citrus is by the ocean somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. I still want to? I kind of want to put more salt in it. What a world of gin. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating about gin, though, that like gin is different ingredients and not like un- it is an un-ingredient in a cocktail. You know what I mean? But right. gin represents potentially up to whatever, 30 or five or nine, you know, yes. ingredients. It's 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 really fascinating. So
2: it's so amazing. And really, that is like the fun part about January is that we like in doing this, we're we don't have to repeat anything, but like the world of gin is so vast. Some of them are so floral and have such a thin body, but like mm-hmm. they can still be really like respectable gins with this. Like, you know, it's like, what are they going for? What are they looking for? What are they trying to be? Mm-hmm. And when they nail it, like you feel it, you yeah. know, it, you know, yeah. even if it is a thinner, lighter, super floral thing, you know, sur- super herbaceous sometimes. Yeah. There, there are so many, there's such a vast space and gin like yeah. profile. Yeah,
1: now, I haven't had many
0: like now, that. Now, let me ask you this. Over the course of January, are there ever any gens that you just dislike? Yes. And when you dislike them, do you also dislike said person or
1: <laughs> less of them?
2: <laughs> well, no, because sometimes what's happening is that these people are coming right. like are the gin fluencers mm-hmm. is, what, is what we nice. are. Nice. Uh huh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the gin fluencers are sometimes being handed bottles because they know, like, people know that this happens. So sometimes we're just past a bottle and it's like, let's just put it in. Let's see if it's enough to share, we share it. Um, and so yeah, they're not all bangers. They're but not But what like, if
0: there was one great. that consistently, <laughs> like, if you, Having established that you don't like at least one gin, what if it was more than once and it was the same person?
2: Oh, if it was like if all three of the gins that one person submitted were all...
1: Just shit. <laughs> and we, what he's wondering, he wants you to get riled up. He wants you to talk shit about somebody. And then he wants to take their place on the crew. Look, just ask her if you can be in for next year. It's okay. That's why we had her here. We're trying to get yeah. you in. Nobody will, Mike. He wants a couple gents next yes. year. Okay, can we just Kenneth, make it happen? Kenneth,
2: you're in next year for sure. Okay? There you go. <laughs> you're in.
1: <laughs> Brokered the deal. Love it. Yes. Um, so this one's coming. Starkeeper Jin will be coming to Nashville soon. Yeah. Under February a different name. No, the Starkeeper
2: is the name now. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, oh, Yeah, it was under a different name. Because I was going to propose
0: a different name.
2: Oh. Oh,
1: What would you go with? Yeah.
0: Stargazer.
1: Ooh. Oh, yeah. I know.
2: But I, I think that exists also somewhere because I did look it up.
1: Yeah. It's always all in taken. And forgetting
2: what the name change was, I looked up Stargazer. I know. Mm. that was a, That's a good one, though, for sure.
1: Next We're going to move on to... Okay, now we're getting into some German gins. So I want you to talk about what what these German distillers are up to.
0: You were saying, Mike, what right do Germans uh, have to to make gin?
1: I, <laughs> I didn't say I that, that, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. But yeah, here we have Ferdinand's Saar Dry Gin. Yes. Saar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kaiser. Saar of gin uh, <laughs> is Ferdinand of Germany. And... Uh, this is super interesting. Why don't you tell us tell us a little bit about this one?
2: Yeah, so that is um, that came to me through the portfolio that I was first here with. Actually, the first time that I was here in in studio with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that importer brings this in as well. That's Henry Price, and that was the Padro Vermouths um, ah, that we had in yes. first.
1: Very special Spanish Vermouth. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: beautiful. And so with his portfolio, I mean. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. Um, he and his daughter are running the company now, and they're, they're importers. They're amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, yeah, the Ferdinand Sardry Gin comes from the Mosul River region. This is actually, if you pull that cork on there, you can see it's a vintage gin. It's a 2015 gin Whoa. from a 2014 Spot Laisse.
0: Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, wow, cool.
2: <laughs> right on the back of the bottle there, you'll see, like, on the back, bottom right-hand side.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's one of my favorite wine regions. I mean, there's amazing wine out there. I mean, I'm always tasting, you know, different wines and it's just, they blow me away. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, So this is, um, this is Dorothy Zilliken's Riesling, which Mm. is a super highly allocated Riesling. Mm -hmm. Um, she got together with a distiller, like she loves gin. So they, yeah, they made this, um, it's brilliant. It's so elegant. So gorgeous.
1: It's so I want to bathe in this.
2: Like, I
0: want yeah, to bathe Yeah, this yeah, yeah. It smells like um, like most gins, but um, it's more of the perfume that I would want to wear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it does have a delicate perfume kind of aroma. You could rub this on your wrists and go out. Yes. Yeah. Go out on the town.
2: Bathe in it. Be this After, gin. Aftershade. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do you know how the... How does the Riesling play into the gin?
2: Well, so yeah. initially I heard... Well, I, and I don't know if it was just you know in in this world we you know overhear things and like different people telling stories about you know different spirits. Um, so initially, I heard that the gin was proofed down by this riesling, but now oh, you know cool. in learning more, yeah, in learning yeah. more, I think that it's infused. I think that means that it's added at some point in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't dug much deeper. I literally just recently learned that it was infused. Mm-hmm. That, that word is involved. So, you know, I don't know what that means. Um, yeah.
1: That's so interesting because yeah. I feel like you get so the going to
2: proof it down, you know, as, as the wine is added, but I don't know if it's actual grape contact or skin contact or yeah,
1: that is so interesting. Yeah. Cause you get like different waves of Riesling as mm-hmm. you're tasting it. You're mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah. Riesling. Okay. Yeah. There it is. And then it comes back around. I'm willing
0: yeah. to guess uh, it, they might distill the uh, or rest, the, the skins mm-hmm. from Riesling mm-hmm. and this, because just like before, there's still like that, like uh, waxiness that, mm-hmm. the, like a lot of, a lot of German wines kind of have.
1: Yeah. And it's got that kind of honey thing going so on maybe, a little bit.
0: Maybe they're arresting it or maybe they're just, I mean, there's two ways of doing it. Uh, one, one's quick and one takes a lot more time.
1: But this has a delicate thing to it a little bit that the other ones didn't. Hmm. Which I guess is like the difference between maybe America yeah. and elsewhere.
2: Yeah, it really. <laughs> we're is. like it pow. Is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Flavor. <laughs> yeah, and this like is London a little Dry, pit. we could do better. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. All this dry? We have dry. stuff.
1: <laughs> we're gonna put in there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're in California. We got tons of stuff. Yeah. No, nah, I mean not saying anything bad about that, but yeah, no, there's a difference, yeah. uh, Big difference in, in the philosophy profiles. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I love that. Um, this would be an incredible martini gin. This would be a great 50-50 kind of gin. Mm-hmm.
0: This, is, uh, a, this mm. is a gin I would I would probably never shake
1: yeah. or right. see myself shaking yeah. in yeah. anything
0: unless someone was begging me to do it. But yeah, I would just stir
1: Yeah, it's not a Gimlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that Gimlet would gin. Really,
0: really stir this? freaking. Just drink right. it straight. It is drink a it, sipper. Yeah, drink it neat or um, yeah. small cube. Mm-hmm. Very small, cute. Yeah, well, and it's or really pretty like. with,
2: um, like, any sort of a, well, that Padre white, mm. that, yeah, um, that Padre white vermouth, like a sweet white vermouth, just a little bit of that in there just to bring Kicking. more florality and, like, oh, yeah. like thicken that body a little bit, like, bring a little bit more viscosity into it.
1: Yeah. That is fascinating because the more you taste it, the more that Riesling really starts to dominate. And maybe, you know, it's just because we're d- drinking different gins, but um, the Riesling really just kind of, Surrounds you yeah. as you take like your fourth or fifth sip. Wow, that yeah. is really cool. So we've got more from Germany here. Mm-hmm. This is one. um Is this in the market yet? Or is this? Yeah. Like, okay. Cool. This is one that uh, Aaron had to hunt down today because I feel like this is the one everyone wants. This is Five Continents Gin. This is a Hamburg Dry Gin. It's forty-seven percent ABV. The name Five Continents. I guess they select spices. And ingredients from five different continents. So that's pretty cool. What else can you tell us about this one as we start to get ready to taste it here?
2: So, yeah, it is I'll the pour. five continents um, provide 22 botanicals. As I'm looking at the, <laughs> at the notes on this, this isn't one that I work with, but it's one that I adore. So, I mean, the Hamburg Dry, you know, Hamburg Dry Gin is a London Dry. It's just from Hamburg. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a it's really beautiful and this one is very herbaceous and I love this gin because it is all of the lavender that's in there. I love lavender in gin. If I'm not gonna have a super dry, big dry gin with like all like Angelica and everything, like super bitter, you know, like punch me back. That <laughs> like is that wild. sort of thing. This, yeah, this has like the sage and lavender and like beautiful rich herbs like springtime field
1: yeah you can tell that this is uh these are the the ingredients that they went and found for these they they put some intention in that because you can taste all of it Mm -hmm. you taste it's very complex i'd say this is uh we're gonna get to the award winning magnolia experimental gin from wonderbird spirits out of oxford mississippi um and it may be more complex but i feel like this is the most complex one that we've tried today and probably will try for a while they're using uh ginger from asia and cardamom from asia as well they're getting some spiciness from uh grains of paradise that they get from africa and they're sourcing coriander from africa then they're getting uh i guess they have a good relationship with an australian eucalyptus farm so they're getting that they're using american uh, northeastern poor probably uh, Cram-
0: poor koalas
1: all <laughs> 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 right <laughs> No koalas were harmed in the making of this gin. It actually says that on the bottle. The lavender and the iris root. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah, the iris root, oris root. Big mm-hmm. uh, big gin ingredient. They're getting that from uh, from Europe. So that's fascinating. There's, there's all these different exotic ingredients from around the world, and you can taste it. Five continents. That's wild.
2: Yeah.
0: It's odd that it's German and not maybe from the Commonwealth, don't you think? Elaborate. Uh, because the like well, the, the British Royal Navy really took over the entire like gin game just on trade.
1: Oh yeah, I've never tasted a gin like that. I don't think. No,
2: that's yeah. The first time I tasted it, um, that sold through a super small distributor in town. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when that was brought to my attention because of January. Mm-hmm. I tasted it and I just was like, "What is this? <laughs> like, yeah.
1: whoa! It's almost like a cocktail. It really—it's almost like a bottled cocktail, right? Because yeah.
2: you have like this like high botanical thing that happens in florality, but then also this grip on your palate that, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, it's chalky, it's, yeah, yeah, it, it chalky has, as fuck. Mm-hmm. And it makes you just like you have to have another drink, like to figure out what's happening. You just keep totally. wanting to sip, yeah, yeah,
1: because you pull different things out every time, every time, all these different notes." Um,
2: the funny thing about this gin, too, and, like, the website. So a lot of them, you know, obviously, so many of them you can just pull up and it gives you all the information and all the, you know. This is not even translated into English correctly. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, they're busy making gin, not so worried about, like, selling it in the U.S. You know, sure. they're m- busy making, like, yeah. putting all of these botanicals in here and, like, making, yeah, it's a it's a fun thing for me to see.
1: That's good. We love that, uh, yeah. I think, because we, we like to – um get used to the fact we're trying to get used to the fact people not everybody gives a shit about america yes. I know, and that's kind of the that's the future that we're looking yes. at and we're gonna have to be okay with that and deal with that anything to add there well, we don't <laughs> you're gonna suck. leave me like, out this uh, yeah like
0: uh, we have like plenty of room for improvements mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's kind of like um i mean are we, are we are we usa bashing because i just want to like l- make it look like a pie Mm-hmm. Think of the USA looking good as just like there's one very narrow piece of pie left,
1: and those are the people we fuck with. Like those are our friends. No, no, no. Good people
0: the state of the state of good versus evil.
1: Yeah, you're saying the evil is a big part of the pie.
0: Uh, well, like this is uh, Bring up you, <laughs> <that> <laughs> yeah. you want to have pie. I
1: thought that was sticky. I want a half pie. No, it's true zero
2: right. for sure. The yep.
0: more the more pie you have. The better your life is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but americans are operating as if there's one half of one slice of pie left mm. and um we're fighting over that piece of pie instead of baking another one
1: wow nice work yeah. <laughs> you really got there <laughs> wow let just sit in that moment mm. that was nice yeah well, uh, German gin will will do it to you, won't it?
2: Two in a row. I, you know, I two imagine German gins in a row. Yeah, here we
1: are. Here I here imagine we are, just however, telling the to, truth to, to
0: round up the whole like uh, slide on the Germans. I imagine the Germanic tribes like uh, had a. I mean, they had a heavy uh, presence in damn uh, Netherlands, who, who invented gin, so they have every damn right to make gin.
1: <laughs> yes yeah
0: we love the germans i mean I'm they german. probably have more we're right, both german, right to than californians
1: we're both german and then also part of the whitey islands as madeline calls them the white islands
0: i don't know we i, I i'm still we're probably to, related i still yet to test your blood
1: <laughs> yeah yeah right i think madeline and i are related i think you're distantly related more so from us but i How think you... you're in the tribe well yeah. thank you <laughs>
2: <laughs> you've been voted in
1: And that's a great time to go to. (laughs) Holy shit, Mike. (laughs) Booze News with Kenneth Denman. It's dry January, dry January, got too dry. Tell us about it, Kenneth. Dry humor.
0: I remember my mom used to be like, uh, "You got really dry humor, Kenneth." But my dad was uh, an English professor. He'd be like, "It's esoteric." <laughs> <laughs> uh, do y'all know um, Serena Williams' drink of choices, Jen? No. Yeah, it was. Didn't it was in that. the no- It was in the news this week. I didn't like read back over it or anything like that. <laughs> Just it's a headline
1: like, <laughs> bulletin. Serena um, Williams likes gin.
0: Yeah, hmm. like uh, I just like uh, I really like her. A oh, lot. she's
1: amazing. Like, yeah, she's the goat.
0: I, I think that I met her. Um, I met her and Venus Williams one time.
1: Do I have to and do, do the I booze news intro oh, again? Yeah. I don't sorry. understand. <laughs> I thought I did pretty well.
0: That was like uh, <laughs> he's denying the booze news. <laughs> it was amusing a musing mm-hmm. a musing <laughs> no, that I, <laughs> I had while we were doing the episode that i wanted to bring that up because yeah. i really like serena williams and she drinks jen
1: yeah that's a new segment we're doing musings on boozings from kenneth edmund it's a precursor to booze news and we're back
0: <laughs> okay okay <laughs> you gonna get something out of me huh <laughs> hey
1: you said you had stuff i was excited <laughs> That's
0: why I don't like doing this. We can just go freaking, back to gin. I gotta be ready. The Coca-Cola Company.
1: Now we're getting somewhere.
0: Following the success of their alcoholic release of Topo Chico in partnership with Constellation Brands, the brewers that bring you Corona Beer, mm-hmm. are set to release uh, the Grapefruit sodas uh, Fresca Whoa. as a alcoholic beverage. Somewhere probably around summertime of 2022.
1: Wow. It's the summer of boozy Fresca. Mm. Dang. Okay. Fre- let's, let's book that for uh, late May. Fresca episode shots.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, like we should do an episode on all of the uh diet lifestyle sodas. Okay. Or alternative lifestyle sodas. Yeah. Because Fresca... It was one of the ones that was only sold in the pharmacy mm. pharmacy part of the grocery store because it was meant to be a, like a diet soda. So it wasn't oh. included in the grocery store's regular soda department.
1: Wow. wow. That's crazy. Boozy Fresca.
0: Much like, Coming a, you know, this like summer. No Cal was a big one. Of course, Tab was a big one. Diet Right was a big we one. We
1: covered the demise of Tab on a booze news probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm
0: yeah. dopest Soda. one probably like yeah like the the one that i want to like track down would be like seven up the original seven ups mm. delicious in like the i, I think, think the you can still get 40s
1: mm, i feel like you can still get bottled seven up cracker barrel maybe no vintage bottles
0: how long do those last
1: uh good question
0: okay in the uk um prince billy the duke of cambridge has has let know that uh, after his wife, uh, Kate Middleton, puts their three children to bed, he presents her every night with a gin and tonic, a uh, a nightly a nightly ritual that has gone on for over uh, five years.
1: Well, nightly gin and tonic nightcap. It's romantic. You think he's doing like Spanish style every night, changing it up, using whatever botanicals he has on hand. It's going to the garden. What do you think he's doing? Wow. You go ahead.
0: This, this
2: sounds like. Oh, might dude. Be yeah, like I. Uh, I guess he is. Oh, okay. uh,
0: he probably walks. out He probably waltzes mm. out. <laughs> Into the waltzes garden. out the fancy back door and uh, and finds finds a little garden. Um, oh yeah. Like he's uh, got like a magnifying glass <laughs> and moonlight.
1: Oh yeah. They got the Bose speakers, like the outdoor ones, so that like the the like opera that they're listening to is carrying out into the garden.
0: They got a little motion sensors, so they see you coming, so they <laughs> yeah. they, uh, they come right on. They bring the volume up and down
1: as you <laughs> as you go by. They're very smart. <laughs> it's economical. God, we should be his curator. <laughs> We're like what, you mean you're just doing gin and tonic? That's it? Okay, that's fine. What kind of gin you think he's doing? Uh, probably feeders. the
0: Queens. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No brainer. Buckingham Palace. Uh, they have their own brand of gin. Yeah. Like, That's right. Probably no, doesn't have that. to reach far. I was saying
2: feeder yeah. because, you know,
1: beefeaters. Yeah. What do you think their par what? is? Do they, you think they're ever like, we're down eat, to four cases. This is a problem. Every, every dinner. <laughs> What's their par? <laughs> 13 cases or is it like two cases or when do they start getting worried? You know, when is it like, call the guy, get him to bring more. Well, I'm sure you know they have
2: I mean? a wine cellar and a gin cellar.
1: Yes, yeah, so they. Pr- it's just, it's not yeah. a problem. But I wonder that, you know. Do you ever wonder stuff like that? You're like, okay, when when did they run I think out? Think Kate do is they...
2: drinking though,
1: like a yeah. pint, <laughs> pint a day. Yeah. Hmm. You we'll, probably will see. Tea.
0: <laughs> you know, like uh, we'll see how much the next few years go? Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can say one, and it can be a very large glass, and oh, that's yeah, true. Like being cool, that they are royals, they they probably can afford very large glasses
2: yes like pitcher size
0: neither neither Kate Middleton nor um Prince Billy wear wear glasses but story coming from their um their their favorite nightclub that they used to frequent in uh West London uh Bourgeois also pens them as um uh, likening a very popular cocktail at the uh at the nightclub called the Crack Baby.
2: <laughs> what is What is the Crack Baby?
0: Crack Baby is a vodka-based passion fruit champagne cocktail. Oh. Wow. Dr- drinking by the London elite. For
2: royalty, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Passion fruit. Mm.
0: Where the fucking London, like, get the term Crack Baby, I thought that was just, like, uniquely... American.
1: <laughs> I guess since they speak the same language. The Queen Mother
0: drank a lot of gin as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great. Always appreciate a royal family check-in, so thank you for that.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, just in speaking of January, you know, the reason that London Dry is called that is also like Buckingham Palace is in London, right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. I think so.
2: so. <laughs> I mean <laughs> it it does make sense that the royal family is drinking gin. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense.
2: But the gin and tonic, it's isn't that more blood. of a Spanish afternoon, like Spanish like afternoon drink?
1: Yeah, a little more worldly. So I'm wondering yeah. where... Uh, I feel like... Uh, but he's probably honestly, just trying to keep it light before bed. Maybe get some of the medicinal qualities of the tonic, some of the healthful qualities in the tonic. I don't know. Settle right. the a little, stomach.
2: A little sugar, a little settle t- settle your tummy, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. headache situation, mm-hmm. whatever else. from.
0: Okay. So let's let's round it up uh, with some serious fucking news in Silicon Valley. Serious news. Here we go. Redwood City, Cana uh, Technology, has invested thirty million dollars into a presumer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love into this a presumer beverage. Uh, three, three to. De- well, like, are uh, you
1: ready for this? This is like the future. I, I, I think am. a presumer better
0: better uh, printed ve- bu- beverage um, is. It's coming sooner than later.
1: The idea being that um, people in the future, maybe the near future, maybe two years, maybe five years, maybe sooner. A lot they're going to have beverage, it's gonna be a lot sooner. beverage printers in the home. And this is going to decentralize all the uh, production and save water is the idea. And that people are just going to be using their own water and printable extracts. To create the beverages that they love, Aaron, you got a question.
2: Oh, I am very concerned about this, and I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: so maybe the, you should do. We we haven't the done this, the premise yet. The
0: premise yeah. of Cona uh, Technologies is to um, investigate the the natural flavors in every beverage and get them down to their molecular structure mm-hmm. and recreate them in a lab and by creating these basic um we'll call it like I mean Flavor think compounds. of it as an inkjet like cartridge yeah. that right. you put in it it can recreate thousands of drinks
2: I'm understanding this
0: yeah uh, they're based saying... on every every element right. that it so you every can, like
2: put lavender to something say it, like you can make it yes thin. you
0: like lavender yes.
1: exactly
2: right so you can like drop these things in just like a Printer, yep. yes. you are saying like it just runs through to make it an individual beverage like in
0: home into your cu- into your sixteen ounce cup, or what what have you. Hmm. Kind of like a Keurig, or kind of like a, you I know, you, you seen Star brand, Trek, yes. you seen Next Generation, yeah, um, exactly like that, like Willy Wonka. It's mm-hmm. Willy Wonka in that shit. Yeah, and um, the science based analysis has been around for. Decades now. And all it really took was a company to come along and think of redesigning different beverages that might appear in a household that in a bottle that ends up getting recycled. So honestly, all these people, these folks did was just like go through people's garbage and figure out we can reproduce at least this many, if not more in the future. But this is not like anything new that no one, like, uh, most distilleries, major distilleries in the world, they have figured out the compounds that give them the most favorable flavors and some take them out and ignite others like, uh, Eldorado rum would be one of them. The, the first, first folks that like opened my, my eyes to, to the possibilities of replicating flavors. But it's not exactly replicating flavors; it's
1: simulating, sort of.
0: I suppose it's simulating because, yeah. it, but it's basically the same thing—just mm-hmm. a unnatural compound, chemical compound that is
1: naturally derived that has been that or that has been mimicked mm. close enough. It's uh, there's a lot of healthy skepticism around it because you know you're saying I could take a if I go to the supermarket. And I buy a pomegranate and I cut that thing into fours and juice it or muddle it or pound it and then I add a few well, Mike, ingredients to it. I trust
0: you, they're not gonna do like uh fresh pomegranate juice for you. I no, imagine I know, it'll be but, like but here's what I'm Diet saying, coke though. and like uh <laughs> like grape soda and shit like that to start.
1: Yeah, but they've gotta have they've gotta have pomegranate. And so it's like are people just over time going to settle for this printer and and why would they and where's where all those pomegranates going to go are they just going to stop growing them because of climate change or I understand that the, the convenience and the environmental impact of taking all the beverages that you love that you bring in from all over the world to your home and changing that to something you print at home and just use your own water to recreate that but but think about how much does it suck to do that. Think <laughs> I don't know. about how much yeah, uh,
0: plastic and uh, I just just transportation. Yeah, will be saved.
1: How, yeah, th- I yeah I'm, I just wonder like I read that article and I thought it was fascinating at first. I was like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. And then you keep going and you are like, wait, because they tell you like how much it saves water, how much of a beverage, the beverages that you love, how much of it really is water. And yeah, you're kind of like, huh? I start by the end of the article, I I thought, fuck, this is the future, and it's either five oh, years away, really? It's either five years away, or it's ten years. I think it's partially the future. It'd be a great way to, uh, but reintroduce I don't, I don't think that, it's going uh, re- to crystallized
0: think gonna... alcohol too. You could dial up a you getting back GNT? on
1: crack again, or what? <laughs> Do
0: you remember the crystallized alcohol that we never oh, got a hold of? Oh, right. It was legal for like one day. <laughs> that's
2: right. I mean, this is fascinating. I,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. at the beginning of this conversation, I was like, no, that's crazy. That's, that doesn't make any sense. And it also makes me like frustrated in the same way that someone being so like attached to a specific brand kind of thing, like where yeah. it's like this one brand is what I drink plus then all these other things. So like you can just throw, you know, other whatever, like mixers onto it. But like, this is my brand. Yeah. But then hearing now, like, that you started the article, like, no. And then at the end, you're like, oh, well, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, something, you know, like, we're going to have, I guess, by the end of it, I thought, well, there's going to be sea changes in the way things are done in this Mm -hmm. century. And that's going to happen. And there's a lot of environmental impact that's going to change uh, you know like the way we do things is going to change over the next well it has years.
0: to begin changing is yeah. probably the idea to me is like uh you know like Greta Thornburg's f- over here flipping out I want her to calm down I want to help her out so she's chill and like
1: uh <laughs> well I, I don't think a beverage like, printer is uh, gonna do it but maybe she, it's a start
0: I, I swear <laughs> to god she would probably be behind something yeah. like this yeah. Well, it makes as, sense, as yeah. She would probably be like, oh, like uh, why doesn't everyone just drink water and yeah. like freaking ruin the party? Right. She'd be but, on dry um,
2: January, not dry January. So. She's
0: just like, <laughs> carry a cup. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We're going to be the older people. We're going to be 60. like The people who are 60 and 70 now are more saying, well, fuck, I'm not changing what I do. I'm not changing the way I do you know I've been on this planet a long time. I may have been part of fucking it up. But I'm not changing what I do or I'm I'm going to recycle or this or that. Well, I feel like we're going to be the ones who are really confronted with it in 20 years, 25 years. Are we are we going to change everything that we've done previously? I don't know. I don't well, know. We've been, it, it's all more. About, we're more open a to it.
0: of uh, been, creating a culture and a momentum, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. than anything. Like we've uh, been
2: part of changes, like in so many different ways, like politically, environmentally, all these things. Like we've been, all of us, you know, from I don't even know how old both of you are, but like from you know, forty-five year olds to sixty, <laughs> not combined, <laughs> but no, like from like under fifty-year-olds at this point, I think. We've all been in this like changing period the whole mm. time. So like, as we're raising kids, as we're doing any of that, we're raising them to be flexible and be open-minded, like to change. Like yeah. we all have to change. We all have to pivot. I mean, geez, like what we've gone through in the past two years.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> right. but yeah,
0: adaptability Man. is the name of the game. And uh, like technology, like by definition, technology is science applied to to uh make your daily daily life better there's no like that we know of just yet like technology that's existing on its own to benefit itself yeah we'll we'll face that much later (laughs) but that's just like another that's just another science fiction threat to mankind anyway
1: Yeah, because I think about like the the innovation during the pandemic to get the booze to your house easier. You know, you got services Mm -hmm. that you know, and, and that's all about like you need that Plymouth and you need that Dolan, so you can have your martini and we'll bring it to you. Whereas this is like, no, you're gonna get. You know, it's basically like you're gonna take. You're not gonna have a big old radio sitting in the living room anymore. You're gonna have a TV, and what they're saying is, you're not gonna have a bunch of bottles of shit. On your bar, you're not gonna have a bunch of plastic bottles of shit in your fridge. You're gonna have this printer, right. and so it's like, you're not gonna have a radio. You're gonna have a TV, but it's, it's bigger than those innovations almost, or it's on the level of the TV. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I made sure that I told that story to set
1: y'all off. Thank you. All right, right. Let's now uh... we're gonna have an existential crisis <laughs> and drink right. more gin. I wake every
2: day for the past two years with, like, on the verge of an existential crisis. Thing he, so
1: he loves doing that. He loves stirring the I pot. Know. Thanks, y'all. That was booze news. Uh, we got one more gin. <laughs> well done, as always, Mr. Kenneth Dedman Gone Burgundy himself. We're gonna finish with an award-winning gin here for Dry January. We're doing the Dry January wrap-up right here on Liquid Gold. And we've got a very special gin to close out with. I've been using this, not not this particular one, but we've been using Wonderbird Spirits, their gin from Mississippi over at uh, over at Audrey and really enjoying it from Everybody
0: Taylor. Everybody loves rice gin.
1: Taylor, Mississippi. This is a rice gin. And uh, what we have here, though, is a special field-to-bottle gin that they made, a Magnolia Experimental. This was an award winner. It won the... Um, garden
2: and gun best made in south
1: overall garden and guns best made in south overall that's incredible Mm -hmm. um and this is an amazing gin Aaron, you know these guys well i've had them in service and and really enjoyed talking to them we have bottle 1679 right here batch two um and uh, tell us more about this beautiful gin as i get ready to (laughs) pop the top (laughs) now
2: Right? Love that love that cork pop. Got to. Yeah, not a twist off. Yeah, so this, it is fascinating. Being a rice-based gin, it's, as far as we know, the only rice-based gin from the U.S. There are others that obviously may have rice content, whatever. This is jasmine rice from the Mississippi Delta. Mm. And everything is as local as it can be. Um their base gin has like their, uh, the base gin, which is not this magnolia that we're tasting right now, but the base gin, which is available year round, mm-hmm. is um, the red clover comes from their front pasture. There's a southern juniper, like a southern spruce, that comes from their back pasture. And I love
1: that, that they're using red clover. Yes. Because it's I an know. ingredient you see everywhere. <laughs> and yes. it smells just incredible and you never really see it used in anything. Also
2: like the hashtag i was going to start at the beginning of covid when i started like foraging in my front yard like uh-huh. hashtag #mike can i eat this? <laughs> like i was just going to start sending you pictures right? of all of my like dandelions and like
0: whatever. Yeah, probably. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Right. I'm <laughs> like, i don't know, try it.
0: Don't they i isn't that like just like a biodynamic um do the clover to like, it's put, like a put cover ni- crop, nitrogen, yep. mm-hmm, and then you mm-hmm. rotate uh, maybe the the rice through.
1: Totally, there's like buckwheat, clover, and gives yep. a lot of nitrogen to the soil.
2: But yeah, so in this one, okay, so yeah, this one just won. Um, I think it was September, October. I don't know the the magazine released. I think in November. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the Garden and Gun um, one, best made in South category this is hand harvested magnolia petals so for all of the foraging that i love to do Mm -hmm. never once have i even considered being able to use magnolia petals i see them and like generally you know the leaves fall and they kill the grass and like people are so annoyed by them yeah i don't have one in my yard so i just always think they're all beautiful right (laughs) like so many people are like oh you gotta pick them up every day yeah but those petals so they go around literally with baskets and wagons and are pulling petals like they get permission to pull petals off of like the college grounds and all yep. of that in Oxford and
1: That's yeah, great. It, oh, that's cool. It's
2: it's amazing. Yeah. It's so an it's-
1: underutilized ingredient. That's what I think is so amazing about this yeah. is magnolia itself like the leaves we used in in making different things it's almost like a um I'd say more complex and nuanced not quite as like forward in flavor as a bay leaf but similar. Yeah. And just beautiful, like a tobacco note in there. Like there's just yeah, a lot yeah. with it's magnolia. Like and then the blossoms harsh, are insane. The a harsh blossoms.
0: bay um, thing to it.
2: Yeah. Totally. So the, the botanicals in this one, it's juniper magnolia petals, um, chincona bark, coriander, black telicherry peppercorn. Mm-hmm. So like that prickle also that mm-hmm. you get like that whole like on my lips. mid palate. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's... Oh yeah, so pretty. got some
1: spice. Mm hmm. That is something else. Yeah. Mississippi is the uh, the magnolia state. It's yeah. probably why they mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. Don't yeah, you think? but so look at the. They know what they're doing. Kenneth, look at the back of that <laughs> bottle. Oh, there it is. Mm hmm. There's the magnolia right there. You got to really look. You got to oh, do a little work. Oh. oh. If you turn the look bottle the around inside. and look through the glass, there it is.
2: Yeah, it's just the level of the liquid right now too. You can't <laughs> like. It's now
1: draw not, it. Will you draw it?
0: Yeah, Thanks. I can draw it. Oh, cool. I got a sharpie in my pocket. Okay, cool. Do you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I left mine at work. <laughs> Ooh, I lied. I just got a knife. <laughs> oh, Keith Richards, totally fine. <laughs> 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 he laid it. He oh, laid it out. <laughs> Glad to be. Don't in in give the studio. this guy six drinks. Glad
2: to be in the studio.
0: <laughs> Magnolia is like uh, <laughs> my favorite tree. Oh, it's so beautiful. You know, like uh, it's like trees that bloom. Uh, it's the f- that they know of. It's like it's like the first the first one really that they know of. Mm. Oh, shit. Look, aaron has yeah. got a tattoo.
1: Oh, dang. <laughs> if That's I amazing. Yeah.
2: If I would have seen that bottle literally when I received this bottle when it was produced. So it's only two weeks a year. They pull Magnolia Petals. They're able to produce this one time a year. So it's just very limited production. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, if I had seen this, like when I got this bottle and I saw that, I was like, oh, three months ago I got this magnolia tattoo, but I would have gotten that magnolia tattoo. Right? And I sent them the picture, like.
1: That's amazing. Oh, that's funny <laughs> as hell.
0: Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. No.
1: I was meant to be. It, it I was meant really, to be your gin.
0: I know. We'll get it all. That's clean. why we're we'll ending it with it. Up like. Uh, <laughs> right. No problem. I'll just it's get just more like of one- them. <laughs> One more quick session,
2: right? <laughs> yeah,
1: more petals. Mm-hmm. I need more petals on my magnolia tattoo. I'm sure it's happened.
0: Fun fact about magnolias, though: like, uh, not not just the uh, the first blossoming tree that's known. They predated um, bees, so to poll- <laughs> so they didn't like what? pollinate through bees. Uh, yeah, uh, bees didn't exist when the first magnolia trees were coming like uh it's oh. be- beetles so like that's why it's all always dusty around them when they blossom is like uh the pollen that they release are eaten by the, the beetles
1: oh around. damn
0: it's pretty crazy that's like, crazy uh,
2: the beetles are the pollinators for magnolias yeah whoa
0: old
1: school
2: yeah the beetles you are the, second. Like, listen here yeah they're like listen here we got like Metal shells, like we're yeah. like, so tough, like we shouldn't be able to fly either. They're
1: the biker like, gang, you
2: guys. Yeah, they're
1: the biker gang of the pollinators. <laughs> That's wow. right. Yeah, and then the bees ass- Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bees like are busy. busy with busy,
0: busy bees with the, uh, like the smaller Beyonce. the smaller plants getting them around, but like the beetles are in these like sustaining like you know hundred year trees.
1: Yeah, up here the wow. bees are like around. I like anything as long as it's got a flower. Yeah. And the Beatles are like, get the fuck out of my way! They're in army tanks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think it's probably something new. Like, every time I think it's
0: more like like uh, alternate universes. You know how people used to say you just like walk through another person. Mm. <laughs> it's probably more like that. Like Beatles and the bees. They're they are you following this? They don't freaking <laughs> totally. They don't really care about On each end. other, so they don't interact. Yeah. They don't muse.
1: Muse over each other. Oh, I already did that joke. <laughs> okay, I'm, that's great. I'm done, man. Magnolia facts with Kenneth. An unexpected segment today on the show. Right.
0: Um, well, this oh, was amazing. One more. One more thing. They're not yeah. called. They're not called petals. They're called tittles. Because the name petals is a modern thing. Because because they're so old. It was because they're different... so old.
1: It's cause it's a it's it's like what Aristotle to... called them tittles. Is he fucking uh, with us or is he still? I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called a tattle. Wow, tattles. it the same way I mean, with a T. I
1: I feel but like not, Wonderbird, but, but Wonderbird, but if PT. you're listening. If you're listening, we're sorry but you can use you can use that. Tettles. Tettle gin. Yeah, they're not going to be mad at us, are they? <laughs> no, again, no, I think is, that
2: gin is like truth serum. Like it just yeah. lets the brain spill out, you know. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, this has been amazing. A dry January wrap up right here on Liquid Gold. Uh, Got to thank Miss Erin Barnett for coming.
2: Thank you. You're
1: thank amazing. You, Hell Thanks yeah. for all the beautiful gins and uh, Spirit Animal Co op website.
2: Uh, Instagram at Spirit Animal Co underscore op. Awesome. And Dram Stokers Present is the other, that's where, Hell and yeah. also Dry January Official. Yeah check all those out. A
1: lot of Instagram stuff going on there. Mm -hmm. So check out all the different gins and you can go back and explore, explore the ones that might, you might've missed. And, uh, there's a lot of incredible gin in this world because gin is really just ingredients. So you pick your ingredients, you, you figure out what speaks to you, you figure out what you want to represent in a particular gin. And that's what people do when they make gin. Um, so there's a lot of tradition to it and, uh, that's, what's amazing. But there's also a lot of Progressive thinking and a lot of uh, a lot of experimentation, like what they're doing over here at Wonderbird. So, their field of bottle gin. Check that out. The Magnolia Experimental. That was probably our favorite for the day. Kenneth, it's been great to see you, my man. Yeah, yeah. Love Good you, to buddy. See you, Mike. Uh, great booze news today. Aaron, we will talk. We'll, we'll follow up more about the future of beverage printing. Um, we'll probably need to get somebody in here that might be able to explain it to us a little bit a little bit better, and maybe maybe you know, convince us whether or not this is going to be a thing who better? moving forward. Who better?
0: Someone better than me?
1: No, I just mean I want to get somebody in who's like like on the tech side of it. And you know, and I'm like, well, I want a Negroni. What am I going to do? And then they're going to tell me. This is what you're going to do. You want me to get a chemist ass. in here? <laughs> we need Thank more you. nerds. That's what we need. Okay. okay. Again, you can check out the new Liquid Gold website, liquidgold.show. And find out, uh, find all the archives, all the past episodes, and also check out WeOwnThisTown.net and everything producer Michael Eads and all the crew at WeOwnThisTown.net have going on. Mom Cult Podcast is rolling. Filmography Podcast is back. The music show, always a hit. And for Spirit Animal Co-op, Miss Erin Barnett and my co-host, Mr. Kenneth Dedman, my name's Mike Wolf, and we'll see you next time on Liquid Gold.
0: We need more nerds.
2: Cheers.